we're learning the Hayyim Yayim. The entry we're learning is a Tes Tevis, the eighth of Tevis, which is the bottom of page Tes. Okay? If you can't find Tes Tevis in the bottom of page Tes, try turning over the page. Sometimes it works. Not always, but sometimes it works. Um, bottom of the page. We're doing the Yemei Malasedit. And we're going to do Chef Tevis. And as we always do, we did this before the summer as well. We're going to read the whole entry. Can I explain to you that the Rebbe insisted that really they should not change the entry because there's all kinds of sides and Ramazan. Yom Revi'i Chef Tevis Hei Tov Shin Gimel. Shiurim Chumish Vayigash Revi'i Birish Ashi. Tilim Kapital Mandal Tamam Ches. Tanya. And now we read the entry. furniture had no paint on it. But the Tzemach Tzedek even a He was rich. He had an honor. King Nerud, when the Tzemach Tzedek passed away, if his family numbered over a hundred, that's probably a, an understatement. They had a very big family. He had seven sons and two daughters. The little Rebbe had seven daughters and two sons. The Tzemach Tzedek had seven sons and two daughters. They all got married very young. They called. And had many children. By the time that the Mahzadik passed away, he certainly had great-grandchildren. It's conceivable that he even had great-grandchildren. It was a very great-great-grandchildren. And he wanted everyone to live on Lubavitch. He wanted his children, he wanted his family to live on Lubavitch. And as I explained this to you many times, that every one of his children got married, they built them a home, and they were smedish, in Lubavitch. And when the Marash got married for the first time, he also did that for him. But then when the Marash lost his rabbits, after three months, she passed away, and the Rash married the second time, so the Tzemachedek shared houses with the Marash. But each one had their own home and their own bismedrish, no shtivo. And, and we'll see them came to Lubavitch. They would go to the Rebbe, naturally, but each one had which one of the Rebbe's children they were most comfortable with. And they would go to the Rebbe's zoo, to the son of the Rebbe, for interpretation, for clarification, for his... So there was a malchus. There was a malchus, there was a fanem, which, in terms of his mishpacha budget, which I don't think any other Chabad ever enjoyed. I, maybe I'm wrong with this. But the Tzemach was the Stalik. Unfortunately, in this Chavila, they scattered, they dispersed. They left Lubavitch, except for the Rebbe, the Tzemach, the Rebbe Marash, and the oldest, the Rebbe's eldest, the Rebbe Shalom, the Ravash. The old Tzemach wrote explicitly in his will that they should remain in Lubavitch. The Rabbi Solnea, the Marid. Rabbi Solnea was the grandfather of the Friedrich Rebbe. The Rebbe Tachabadina was the granddaughter of Rebbe Solnea. Rabbi Solnea left Lubavitch. And when they, he left Lubavitch, they said to him, the Tata Targizok, Nishta Vexu Fana for Lubavitch, Afila Admet Nishtrigen King. Uh, the Tzemachedek wrote in his will that it's soft to remain in Lubavitch even if they're not given honor. So he said, that I should suffer shame and embarrassment and indignation that my father didn't expect me to endure to remain in Lubavitch. But during the lifetime of the Tzemachedek, Lubavitch was a small place. 
But can hold it there was a mishpocha, there was mamish, a royal family, an extended royal family. And it's an authentic looked after his children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. He had a he really worried about them. I mean, you know, not all of them were destined to be and not all of them were destined to be big goyinim, not all of them were big, big, big seated. But the Tzemach Tzedek really worried about them, and he paid them much attention. He used to test all of his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren regularly. And so it says, and if you don't mind me interjecting this being, this is not Indian Pilate, this is not personal, because the Tzemach Tzedek didn't do this for his elite children, for those of his children who were meant to be big. This was standard procedure. All of it ain't got a wind that Some of them were brilliant. Some of them were behind up on this planet. Some of them were regular people. So the Tamachetic Tzivas, Kohamalabdim Shalabdu and Nechtavakan, and Tamachetic instructed all of it in Malabdim. Oh, he personally paid. We're teaching his children, his grandchildren. Then, in addition to the regular. Standard things that they studied, which was Mustama Khumish and Mishnah and Gemon and Alaha, they should study the translation of the words of Davening. And then it puts it right, this is Pirish The simple touch of the words. Not the exotic and mystical and esoteric and lofty. Push it, the Yiddish translation of the Hebrew words. Shall say that I feel of the Israel and once a month. How you boy, they would come to the Rebbe, the Tzermach Tzedek, the Tzermach Tzedek would test it. And they had to know. He wanted to know the translation of the words of Davenin. I watch children Davenin. I don't have to watch children Davenin. I remember myself as a child. Davenin was, when I was a kid, about 12, 13 years old, meaningless. I was not paying attention to the words. Davenin was one of the things that you needed to do. You know, the quicker you can get through it, the better. <laughs> the faster you shake, the faster the words come out. Um, and, I, I, and I watched the kids, and I get frustrated at the kids, and then I never, I will exactly the same. From what them told us, it's not the shot we don't know the translation of the words of Davening. It never dawns on us that we're supposed to think about what the words mean. When I was 13, I knew Hebrew. I probably knew 70% of the words in the Siddish. We never linked the Siddish to paying attention. The Siddish was words of our barge, as they say. It's, it's, it's a calamity. It's a It's so critical to pay attention to the words that we're diving. Now, not everybody can pay attention to every word that we're diving in because it could take some of us hours. So we should be paying attention to the fact that one piece of the davening or two pieces of davening, we're trying our best to pay attention. And even the part of the davening that we're not paying, we don't know, we cannot afford the time to concentrate on the words. We, we know that we're not concentrating on the words. It's also a form of concentration, as opposed to just trying to get through the davening. I've told you many times, one of my favorite little stories, I, I really like the story. I hope it doesn't bore you because you can hear it a few more times. <laughs> um, but Abirchan and Gordon and a Shiit, Abirchan and Gordon, with a bunch of old-timers, Abirchan was, let's say, 70, they were 80, 90, 100, retired American Jews who never went to Haider, just the Prostayidni, simple, simple Jews, but Hearts filled with the moon, you know, they were the survivors, the strugglers. And they did, they learned Medrash. 
the Shia went on for a few decades. And during that time, they finished the Medrashim a few times, the whole Medrashim, which is quite an achievement. The whole Medrashim, they learned Medrashim. And but the people in this class who were real, you're the Michael they knew nothing. And one of them, that's what I heard, one of them used to daven with Muirin Dekeldishmak. He davened with such passion. And the Bechana knew that he doesn't know one word of Hebrew. He doesn't understand an iota of what he's saying. He doesn't have any clue what Yerboi Boruch means. But he davened with such Islam, so Gishmak. So the Bechana says to me, Are they davens? Are they Gishmak? Are they Vesnes? The Pidush of Milsad. And how do you daven with such sweetness? You have no idea what you're saying. She said, Pastor Minigir, Pidush of Milsad. Why do I have to know what the words mean? The words themselves are so pleasant. They're so sweet. They're so wonderful. It's the, there are such people, but not everybody is aishet to that. You know, if, if a person enjoys the word, he's very fortunate actually. But for most people, for something to be meaningful to us, it has to have meaning. And the beginning of that is Peter Shamilis Haposhet. Poshet, the translation of the words. I say that today the English translation you have to bring with you a dictionary because you don't know what the English means. But that's another story. But it's very important to simply know the translation of the words. If we try even a little bit to pay attention to the words, there's of course the frustration of discovering that we can't daven in 20 minutes anymore. Maybe we could daven in 20 hours. But it's not chaff, daven 20 minutes. But then begin to appreciate the challenge of davening and the meaning of davening. And here's that Rebbe, the Rebbe the time of Tzedek, his children and grandchildren were bright guys. They were smart people. And nevertheless, it was important for him that his children should learn the parts of the Zayj of davening. And we can teach it to ourselves and teach it to our kids. And we want our children to be inspired to pay attention. Couple of little things. Remember that shop, the Felix Rebbe's father. Had the following episode occur with him. I heard it from my father-in-law, who's a chiddushiyid. But the Rebbe Marash had a fabring in one source. Now the Rebbe Nashab was the Rebbe Marash's son. The Rebbe Rashab was the Rebbe Nash's son. The Rebbe Rashab was so disciplined a man. And he valued minutes, seconds. His, his, by the way, his anniversary of the wedding is one of these days. I forgot which day, but it's one of these days is the anniversary of his day, Mahasana. I think Tess. I'm sorry? No. Well, the free day, Rebbe, is the Let me show you Tess. One of these days. His time was so precious. And he valued minutes so much that he wouldn't even participate in the Chassidish Fabrengans. Chassidim with Fabrengans, the Rebbe Rashad didn't go. His father's Fabrengans, and I'm assuming he was there, but he, his life was avoided and Chassidus and learning. He was, the Rebbe Rashad was a warrior. He was at war with himself. Somebody asked me, last me, and one of the names was at war with himself. I said, I can't explain that. But he was, the Rebbe Rashad was unbelievable. He was a plimi, he was an unbelievable, he was a habit. No, what do you want? So what there was a fabrengen, and the Reb Marash was talking with the chassidim about the union of a plimi. The idea of all of a plimi. In Chabad Chassidus, there is no label. 
think that is more honorable, that is more distinct than the label Pimi. Pimi was the highest compliment, Erchitzim was the lowest insult. Pimi means somebody with integrity, but the inside and the outside are the same. Everything is with an emis. And there are all kinds of Hasidic expressions of what a Pnimi is itself. And the aspiration of a Hasid was to be honest with himself. And that's a Pnimi. And that's not simple. And so the Reb Marash about what's a Pnimi. The Reb Marash didn't have a lot of Hasidim, but he had some very great Hasidim. The Radat Chayn was the Reb Marash to a Hasid. The Shulber Barisavim was the Reb Marash to a Hasid. These were... About old timers, sages. Some of them had been by the Middle Rebbe. Some of them had been by the Tzemachtet, and they were the Rebbe and us. See them. So uh, during the court of the Fabengit, one of the Chassidim said to the Rebbe Marash, "Maybe you can give us a sample, a map. Who's a Pnimi? He talked so much about Pnimi, so they asked for an example. So the Rebbe Marash surprised it. He didn't tell them this Chassid or that Chassid. The other, did Marash said, go to my Shalabed. And I want to interject that the Rabbeim did not allow Asidim to refer to their children by name even when they were infants. That's why every one of the Rabbeim's Wishpacha got a name and a nickname. Asidim were not allowed to refer to the children of the Rabbeim even when they were babies by their name. They had to call them Rashab. But of course, the Marash said, get to my children. So they went to see what the Rebbe Rashab doing. And they came into him and they found that he was sitting with a siddin and an abudraham and a tarach. Abudraham was one of the later shaydi who lived 700 years ago and in Hasidic Raimodim he's abbreviated as Rador Reish Dalad Aleph Rador with Abudraham a lot of times you have these Rosh Hashanahs that are impossible to decipher one of the harder ones is Reish Dalad Aleph and it appears very frequently in Hasidic Abudraham made a real siddish. Not a siddha like we have, a prayer book. A siddha means a, ca- a guide to life. In Kasachsut, by the honor, I think in Hatsasan, he goes through the day and the week and the year and a lifetime. The yeah, Abudraham did something very unique, and that is that he goes through the siddha paragraph by paragraph, line by line, word by word, and tells you where the prayers come from. That seventy percent of the prayers are direct shukim from Danach of Antilip. The other thirty percent are Uritmadajikasakidaila. But they also are paraphrase of Sukim. The Ajikasakidaila took Sukim Danach and changed the syntax so it should fit into this Khasid. And the Apodran tells you every line of Siddha where it comes from in Danach. And the Rebbe Shab, who was a teenager, the Rebbe Shab was a god. The Rebbe Hashab, as a teenager, knew the whole Shas and the whole Yerushalmi and all the Madrashim, and he was sitting and studying the Siddur. Now, where each line of the Davening comes from, and this is what the Rebbe Hashab wanted them to see, what's up, Pnimi. Pnimi means he's the biggest genius, but as they say in Yiddish, Al-Tazan Gruntik. Gruntik means what? Thorough, right? The The... The root of the word gruntik is grunt. Grunt means the foundation. Get to the bottom of everything. Till the aside. aside. You're davening by knowing where in Tanakh the Siddur comes from. You appreciate the Siddur. Till the grunt. Till the essence. Till the, the very deepest point of it. This is one story. Another thing I wanted to share with you is that the Pridik Rebbe Sichas, he makes reference to the fact that his father learned the Siddur with him three times. 
The Nebuchadnezzar Shab was a busy man with that Ebed, however. And the Friedrich Ebed had a good old. <laughs> he didn't forget. The Nebuchadnezzar Shab learned with the Friedrich Ebed to see the dry more. And, and in the Sikhs, they, they write the difference between the first time and the second time and the third time. He says, the first time he taught me a pushat and a pshat, that as they learned it over again, he taught a deeper and deeper meanings behind the davening of a siddhid. But it's credible, it's important to know the Pidish Hamilis. Those chasidin and davening body, he says, naven long. We know the, the chasidis of the Pidish Hamilis. I mean, the, the long meditation that Hasidic Chabad did was the Hasidic insights into the words, the pshukim, and so on. But it's known by Hasidim, it says from the Rabbeim that you don't make up your own. You have to have a direct source. So the Hasidim used to collect from the Rabbeim their commentaries to different parts of the Siddur. Well, this was there is in us one day doubt. This is already a deeper union. And again, I told this to you before, the lotion of the Fida Geber writes, of the Al-Darebus Chassidim for like Machana Kneech in Siddur. The Al-Darebus Chassidim used to make a fold of the Siddur. Why? Because they could never finish davening in a day. It wasn't possible. They knew so much Kavone that if they davened the whole Siddur, it would take them weeks. So what they used to do is they would start to daven. And when they ran out of time, they made a fold. And the rest of the davening, they would daven like... Regular people. Regular people doesn't mean like me like you. They would say Peter Shamilis, but the simple Peter Shamilis. The next day, they would continue where they finished the day before. So in the course of several months, they get out of the They done one time properly. But this is already a deeper avoid. Here, the Rebbe is talking about elementary tefillah, the idea of knowing Peter Shamilis. And it's a good thing to do, to teach ourselves the taich of the davening. Some of us, all of us, are very busy. But it's important to know at least the simple translation of the davening. You take every week or every day one piece and review it until you know it pretty well. Then you go on to the next piece. For those of us who are Israeli or know Hebrew have a distinct advantage because language is a huge barrier for us. For those of us who Hebrew is a second or even a third language, to keep track that, you know, Hebrew is not Stama language. And I don't mean Hebrew, I mean Lashon Kodesh, because it's colorful. Every word has several translations, and the beauty of the tefillah is in the, the dynamism of each word. Every word means so many different things, and, and uh, when you add the chassidus, you first begin to see how carefully words are chosen, because each word doesn't mean one thing, it means multiple things, a variety of different things, and the Merging together, those translations give you the, the words of davening are diamonds. Every word in Russian Kaidish is, is a diamond. Diamond means it glows, it radiates. We value words in relationship to other words. An isolated word has no meaning. Words, in a sense, have a meaning. In Russian Kaidish, every word is a sense. If, if you truly know the beauty of the common Russian Kaidish, especially if you know the Kabbalah, the Swedish Atayda, then it's even more colorful. And this is the beauty of davening. But it begins with simply knowing the translation of the words. Yeah. And the Rebbe writes that I feeling that the Tzavachsardik wanted his children at 8 o'clock when they go to Haider, Sheposhuk learned the Paich of the word. And if we went to Haider and we didn't learn it, we forgot. It's never too late. We live in the Chuba generation. We're never too old to learn and to improve the quality of our davening. Okay, if anybody wants to say something, say something. Otherwise, we're going to turn the page.
Somebody published a book and then I looked at my office and talked that there's a little see that somebody made. Either. So we could say they made especially the collection all there. So first you have the Alter Rebbe Siddhis. Is the Siddhis in that? An Alter Rebbe. I should know. Now all the Siddhis is printed. Everything is printed. There's a whole favor of Siddhis in Alter Rebbe on Siddhis. You could buy it in the bookstore. There's a whole favor of Siddhis on the Rebbe that's a Machtzadek on Siddhis. The Seder of the Tefillah. Uh, and then you have the Alt Rebbe Seder in that. But somebody with Malakit from different places, Kamadar of Seder, the Liadiyah, there's also Seder Marid, there's a Seder from the Liadiyah. The Tzemach Tzedek had a son, the Pam Shneir, the Bitsu Debet, he was the grandson of the Tzemach Tzedek. His father's name was the Pam Shneir Zalman, and his son, the Marid, the Bitsu Debet, he made a Chapak Seder Shashidit. Which was printed recently, not by the by Kaos, but by Yechon uh, and Garari. I forgot the name of his market. You can get it if you're interested. If you're interested, you can get it. <laughs> but then you gotta learn it. Okay. 